I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really I'm just sad. Really Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack. Exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. You look so sharp right now. You're probably the best uh, guest that we've had on the podcast so far. Listen, hey. Tony, this is what a lawyer looks like. I don't know if you've seen one. Oh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. No, I I think Noto's and Safe Ride kind of showed me up, too. Yeah, I don't even know what it looks like to be a real attorney. This morning, we've got our boy Stella. Um, if you all do not know, Stella is the former PsyQ, <clears throat> excuse me, at Coliseum. Uh and has been a guy that's been around is expecting his second child in january i believe third child right there third child third child all right third child all right i'm getting the hang of this uh third child in january uh has been around i think coming up on three years pretty soon uh, so definitely glad to have you here stella appreciate it you know we like to start these off by asking how the hell did you get brought out for a workout who brought you out and how'd you get the name stella Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Pony and Plague. Uh, so yeah, I started in April 2019. Um, prior to that, it was probably late fall. Um, a guy walk on, who I don't think posts anymore, was telling me about this men's workout group, and he kept inviting me to for for beers and working out. Um, they would go to Paulie's on Thursday nights, and deep down inside, I kind of wanted to go, but then I was like. This is kind of weird. Um, and I never did. And then lo and behold, um, April 2019, Safe Ride got EH by, I believe, Brazilian. And Safe Ride was about a week into it, cornered me in the break room and said something like, hey, I don't think you can do this. And so lo and behold, next Saturday morning, out of Oracle to your anniversary, and that was my first post. Awesome. I, um, interesting, um, you know, the, the number of guys that don't go the first time they get an offer, you know, or the first time somebody reaches out, what, what do you think, uh, changed for you or was maybe going on in life that promoted that first engagement? You know, looking back, uh, <clears throat> I was always kind of a, a gym rat, if you can't tell, uh, I see, I see the plague laughing right now. You probably can't hear him. Uh, and Pony. Uh, you know, I certainly what kept me coming back was just the male fellowship. Um, you know, I would go to the gym alone most mornings, run on my own, kind of a half-assed workout, not, not, not probably too tough. But, you know, I went to the same gym, Genesis, Aspen, whatever you call that place. And I talked to, I think, three people over the course of six or seven years, you know, and I was in there hundreds of hundreds of times. Um, and so my first post, um, just having people come up and say, hey, good to have you, you know, and all that encouragement, 
and just simply meeting, talking to people, I, you know, that's what kept me coming back. I remember too, um, I, you and I, 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 at the time, were going to the same church, but didn't even talk to each other there. And then I think we realized through F3, like, hey, we we actually go to the same same uh, church. And so we you're, were able to connect there. You're right. You sent me a text. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, wait a minute. I think that's you in church. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's interesting. The ability to connect through F3 somehow um, is, is so different for us um, than other other places in the community. Um, you know, I, I wonder, and, and you commented, you are swole and you have been that way since day one of F3. Um, but, but, uh, talk us through, um, I don't know if you have any, uh, favorite memories or, uh, things, you know, in different workouts that you might remember, but, but curious, um, you know, that first F journey for you, how, how has that been? I mean, I think you have a, a body type that most guys are jealous of because you, you seem to stay pretty fit. Um, uh, but have you, has that been a journey for you on the fitness side or what's that first F been like? You're, you're too kind plague. Uh, what most people probably don't know is, oh, call it 12 years ago, my sophomore year in college, I was 210. That's 210 pounds. Um, you know, it's probably all the Taco Bell and fast food and just eating processed food. But yeah, my kind of physical. Was it, a, was it a Jack 210? Was it a Jack 210 or a Fluffy 210? It was certainly. For illustrative purposes. It was a Fluffy 210. Um, and it was a 210 to ladies at Creighton University probably weren't very attracted to either. <laughs> I kind of personally started to accelerate losing weight, eating a lot cleaner, healthier. Um, starting F3, um, certainly some of those first beatdowns doing the beat, you know, the boot camp style, certainly gassed at the end of it. I remember Mary, you're just kind of working out and I'm like, oh my gosh, can I get through these? 20 American hammers at the end and all the core. Um, the next thing you know, um, I remember my first pre-run was actually with, I think, Honey Stinger um, from our neighborhood to Cornhusker Handicap. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever done in my life. Um, looking back and it was like a good 2.2 miles or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <coughs> oh. I love that, man. I, you know, I, I, it's interesting because, um, we, you know, a lot of times we don't know that background, um, which is, I, I think, one of the opportunities we have here just to share share people's stories. And, um, you know, you commented on just the the fellowship or lack of right at the gym or even in in some other areas of the the community. But um, curious, your, you know, you mentioned the fellowship, but um, where have you found that fellowship in, in F3? Has it been the, the workouts or the coffee or maybe a little bit of both? Or um, where, where have you found the, the most uh, engagement there? Absolutely, the coffee. Um, love the beat downs with all the mumble, mumble chatter. And that's kind of the first starting point. Uh, <clears throat> but honestly, I mean, coffee is what probably kept me coming back too. Um, you know, it's one of those favorite times in my day, actually. You get a nice beat down in, and then you go start drinking caffeine, start talking real fast, and you're home by seven o'clock. You know, it's just like the best morning ever. I love that. And I, and I would agree. I mean, uh, just spending some time with the guys, getting an opportunity just to shoot the, shoot the shit a little bit is, is a lot of fun. 
Um, you know, I am interested, you know, our, our goal here at F3 is to, you know, somewhat promote leadership. And you had the unique position and opportunity to actually take on a leadership role. And just want to talk to you about that. You know, where were you at at that time? What made you think that you were ready to take on that role? And then maybe we can talk about when you're ready to hand it off. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I took over the Coliseum site queue in, I believe it was August of 2020. And um, I was approached by SafeRide, who was the previous site queue and founder. And everything just kind of fell into peace where I was kind of itching, um, you know, deep down inside. I knew I wanted to take a leadership role, kind of give back and just didn't really know how. And things just kind of fell into place where he approached me and it worked out. Um, so definitely a great experience in, you know, being able to lead the Coliseum for a solid year. Um, strongly encourage anyone on the fence, just do it. Um, you know, obviously there's a little bit of work involved, but it is, you know, very re rewarding and you get to give back to the packs. Yeah. I mean, do you feel, do you feel like you were just at a supremely elevated level in physical fitness and you felt like that's why you were ready? Or I guess, what was it that clicked for you where when SafeRide approached you, it was an easy yes for you? I think it was a combination of everything. Um, you know, just having whatever, I'm not sure how many times I had queued before, whether it was 15 or 20 queues, um, you know, you kind of do develop that inner confidence of like, hey, I can queue. And then you do it again, you do it again. And I think we all had that feeling where, I mean, the first couple of cues I ever had, I had a winky and I even wrote out the cadence on it, which is totally fine and encourage people to do. Um, but, you know, I, if you look at the back of my winky, it was a cheat sheet just because I was so nervous. And then you just do it, you do it, you do it. And the next thing you know, you don't even have a winky or, you know, you just, you just go. You can lead a warm marama just by showing up. Uh, uh, well, you know, I'm certainly glad you took on that leadership role. I guess I'm looking for some personal advice here. I think there's a joke going around that they don't know who's going to hold the longest leadership role between me and the current Nantan. Uh, so as a guy who may be in this position looking for someone to take over, what was it that you were looking for when you when you were looking to kind of pass the shovel on? And, and I guess what was it that you saw on Tin Cup that said, hey, this guy's ready and he's going to be the perfect fit for Coliseum? <coughs> yeah, it was a couple different things. So, um, you know, I think it was just when you go to your own site, every single week and you see the same people there. I identified him as one of those guys that was just a very silent leader. And when I was thinking about who might be a good replacement, I go back to the coldest workout, I think in F3 history. It was, I think, February, whenever that was last year. And Tin Cup was on the queue at the Coliseum. And it was the negative, whatever it was, 20 degrees didn't flinch, led this the entire beat down. Um, and then I just saw him cue a couple times and he just had this really, really good kind of hidden leadership about him just because, you know, there's guys that are really loud all the time, like Ponzi, Pony Express, 
Uh, then there's guys that just, you know, are there present involved, but they might not be the loudest or, you know, but when you call on them, they just step up. And I just kind of saw something in Tin Cup and, you know, the consistency, the leadership. Um, when you call him to lead an exercise, he just kind of stepped up and people listened to him too. That's, that's really good. And I think that could be what, uh, you know, maybe one of the underlying themes here, Pony, is, is uh, you don't have to look for extravagant uh, leadership qualities or, you know, um, you know, and it, and it may not be a leader that's the same as you, right? Um, I, I love that you called out uh, Pony and Ponzi as being really loud. I think they're, they're working on that. Uh, but, um, you know, Stella, one of the things you mentioned is uh, being a site cue gave you an opportunity to give back. Um, I wonder if you could elaborate on that a little bit. I, I don't know that most people fully understand what it means to be a site cue or what some of those opportunities you have to give back as a site cue that might be different than a, a kind of normal civilian packs, if you will. Yeah, to me, giving back... Um... You know, at the end of the day, there's nothing super special, um, but it's more of just providing a consistent beatdown AO, making sure there's a site queue there, everything runs smoothly, um, just to allow packs to flourish at the site. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a thing where if your door isn't open for business, people aren't going to come in. And so by just consistently keeping the site active, having good cues, you know, you get that FNG that pops in, and the next thing, you know, they're coming back, bringing FNGs. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, again, it's, it's, it's simple. Um, and that's partly what I think works about the F3 model. I, I think um, one of the things too, that, is an opportunity as a site queue really is you give guys a chance to lead, right? You identify, hey, this guy's been coming for a while. He's never queued. Let's get him on the schedule and, and let's support him, right? And and uh, there's opportunity maybe, um, you know, to watch that other guy go through a workout where they have they have a winky and then they can progress to where they don't need one anymore. Um, and I, I love that. I also think, um, you know, there's some opportunity too to, teach guys what other things we're doing as an F3 organization. And I, I wonder, um, talk to us a little bit about your experience or exposure to like the free to lead, some of the book studies. I know we've done a couple um, after the Coliseum um, and even like the QSource stuff. Have you had a chance to engage in any of those things or what's been your experience? Yeah, there was the point in time where um, we had khakis do a Q school at the Coliseum in part because half the guys, three quarters of the guys were new within six months. You know, it's just one of those things where you have a lot of growth and at an AO and there's all these new people that, you know, it just helps to go through the Q school. So you understand why we do things, why we call the cadence in a certain way. And then, yeah, absolutely. Um, we didn't have a weekly book discussion or Q school. Um, but a couple times, um, certainly after the Coliseum, we had some book discussions in the Starbucks parking lot um, just to kind of let the, you know, a, a PAX lead through that discussion. You, and, and I may um, 
ask you to peel back the, the Stella onion for us a little bit here, but when you read Free to Lead or, you know, as you've gone through that and, and listened to maybe the stories in that book or heard other guys' stories, where do, where do you identify with? Where do you kind of see your own story um, in that? Or, or do you see your own story in there? Yeah, great question. And in all honesty, I haven't read that book in a while. Um, probably need to refresh on it. Uh, but I've, I've read it front to back at least once. And I think I did it a second time, actually. Um, I think all the points in there just make so much sense of explaining why we do the things we do. Um, to me, my story, you know, is more of just kind of just a sad clown, you know, nothing too crazy wrong in life, luckily, um, but not flourishing. You know, you go to work and I'd be in an office all day. Sometimes you don't talk to anyone. And certainly that thing missing was male fellowship. Um, you know, certainly had other friends from law school, college, still we're on text chains with, but, you know, it lacks a lot of that depth just because, you know, you can call someone a friend, but unless you interact with them, it's just going to die over time. And so to me, the biggest glue of F3 has just been that getting to know people, um, whether it's at coffee, working out, um, or the next thing you know, you see the same people all the time, all the time, and they start to become your best friends. Um, so that would be kind of what the glue to my F3 story. I think that's great. You know, I, I think what, um, I forget sometimes because I, you know, I, I look at, at my story and other guys, um, kind of the journey they've been on. And a lot of times you, you hear like, oh, there was some major event or some major issue or something went wrong. And, and then I, you know, the um, kind of the beginning of the Q source talks about be, needing to be pulled back up in the, into the boat. Mm. Um, but that's not everybody's story. Um, and so I, I think the fact that you're, you, you know, kind of you mentioned your, your story doesn't have a big event like that. Um, but still life kind of led you down this path that you found yourself just going through the motions of, of that life. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think that's good for guys to hear because you, you don't need to have some huge life event in order to have a need for male fellowship or F3 or um, just what, what we have to offer in our community. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I think um, it's also, um, I, I know a lot of guys are not comfortable um, being vulnerable. And I think over time, you you kind of learn to let your guard down a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and I wonder, uh, for you, do you feel like, have you formed a shield lock or have you been able to kind of build some of those, you know, the, the two or three guys that, that you're able to tell, you know, kind of some of the things you need accountability for or um, help with, or do you feel like you found that uh, somewhere in F3? Absolutely. Um, certainly some high impact men I interact with, you know, a lot, whether it's random text messages, grabbing a drink after work or just doing something on the weekend. Um, I mean, even just last night, um, a huge evergreen tree fell on my car with this storm. And I sent a text out saying, Hey, can someone bring a chainsaw? And next thing I know, I have half the West side neighborhood 
in my driveway um, bringing chainsaws over, you know, so I think that just speaks to the depth of, you know, it, it kind of starts out as these dudes you work out with, and then you go to coffee, you interact, and the next thing you know, they become, you know, good friends at some point. It's kind of the idea of like a, like a group conscience. It's just like the energy of being, a, being around this group of guys um, that has the ability to just change your mindset, change the way you're approaching things. And, you know, um, you mentioned kind of uh, at the beginning, you're getting ready to have your third kid. And, you know, as you read in Free to Lead, right, a lot of the emphasis is on acceleration so we can improve our relationships, starting with our M and our 2.0s. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel like F3's impacted that for you? Do you feel like you've been able to be a better husband, father, friend, that sort of thing? Or... Um, absolutely absolutely so one interesting to open up a little bit here i <clears throat> you know i was kind of like uh, pony express hate um when i first joined i did have a younger child but you know all my friends were kind of my same age um then there were all these guys when i posted at f3 who i was like do i have stuff in common with them just because they all have kids they're five six you know they have kids that are five or six years old. Um, and prior to F3, I just never thought I had stuff in common almost where I had my friends that were, you know, whatever it is still in the party mode, you know, people don't have kids, just a whole different life cycle and stuff going on. And so F3 in part, you know, just made me realize I have so much in common with these guys. And now most of my best friends have a couple of kids. Often their kids are older than my kids. Um, but without F3 and making that connection, I think I would always just slightly judge and be like, I don't have anything in common because they're a husband and father and they've got two kids and I'm, you know, young Stella over here that just had a baby and, you know, it, I don't know how to articulate it, but it was just that, that feeling, which turned out to be completely inaccurate. I think that's, that's normal, right? I mean, I think you come into this group that, um, I think what's funny is a lot of guys on their first day will, they think the group has been together forever and that we're all like best friends. And, and a lot of times that's not the case. We just have worked out once or twice together, but you come into this group and you don't really know, um, you know, what you do have in common. And if, if you're on a different level fitness wise or in other areas of your life, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's really, really tough. And I think, you know, that would be um, something I'm curious your thoughts on, you know, because as, as a site queue, you would see this happen, but um, just also as a, a PAX member and as a former FNG, right? We're all former FNGs. What, what is it, do you think, like, how do we help other guys to make those connections or see um, that they, they do have a lot in common? What, what are the things we should be doing better or different to do that? I think just, uh, you know, making that mumble chatter, small talk, um, try and resist, you know, work out with someone new when you partner up sometimes, um, make small talk. To me, where I've developed a lot of deeper friendships too has been pre-running. I started pre-running and then once I started, it, it turned into like four times a week, um, but I can't not go back, you know, 
once you start doing it, just running for 30 minutes, chatting with random people, um, that's a great part of it too. And then also, you know, make sure the new guy comes to coffee to the extent often people have stuff going on. You can't, um, but if you see someone standing there alone, just go up to them and start talking, um, you know, and just start making that connection. One thing I, I did not do good as a site queue and I wish I would have done better is to text FNGs when they come to the site. Um, you know, just to say, hey, it was nice to have you. Um, you know, so looking back, if anyone is a current site queue or going to be a site queue, I would say try and do that. I didn't do it, and I wish I would have. Oh my God, I just had a self revelation that I have never texted an FNG after a workout. Oh man, wow. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's great advice, and I will carry that on until I find a successor. <laughs> Still, any, I guess, any remarks, anything that you don't think that we covered that you, you kind of want to share with people? You know, things we're doing good, things we're not doing good. Not us personally, but F3 Omaha as a whole. And we're pony you can send all critiques to Plague. <laughs> you can send all critiques about the podcast to Plague after, but just in terms of F3 Omaha. Uh, <clears throat> I think everything's going great right now. Um, it's just wild, the acceleration. Um one challenge I'm going to try for myself is to expand my circle of where I work out um, due to personal reasons of having to be home sometimes at like 6.30 on the dot or if I post farther away, I can't go to coffee versus coffee because of the wife's work schedule. Um, she's going to be on maternity leave, so that's going to give me some hopefully more time for coffee and fellowship, knock on wood. Um, but, you know, one thing I want to improve on and would challenge people to do, you know, I kind of go to the same sites every week, mix it up a little bit. Um, but if you have the time and I get there's different reasons, like I've got personal reasons too, I can't go to Wild Kingdom often, you know, but just to try and go mix those different sites up. Um, but the flip side to that is, you know, I think F3 was kind of built in a way where it makes sense to work out with the people in your neighborhood you know, the people that are five miles from you, just because you develop those relationships by going each week um, versus, you know, if you alternate all the time, you're probably never going to find that deep connection. Um, yeah, and we and we used to try to do October, or used to, <coughs> supposed to be the, the khakis challenge month, um, if anybody remembers that, but the, the difficulty now is, we have so many sites you can't actually hit them all in one month uh so that you know that's kind of a, a problem that we've run into but i wonder too still if um you know just as as guys are are maybe listening and as you're thinking about your experience in f3 um what are like some of those those key things you mentioned coffee rumble chatter um you know, what are some of the other things? Like, have you been able to take advantage of the third F stuff or any of the other like first um, Friday lunches or what are some of the other things you feel like if a, if a new guy's coming in, we got to make sure they, they know about this thing that we do? Absolutely. Um, I try and make as many first Friday lunches as I can um, and certainly have been to, oh, probably half of them, but that's always a great 
time. Um, you know, one thing that's kind of died down were these pop-up workouts tied with happy hours or meetups. Um, those have been really, really special too. Um, I've done a lot of those. Um, and, you know, personal challenges, I probably need to just go plan it. If no one's doing it, you know, go put the details on Slack, do a pop-up. Um, but yeah, to get involved, I would say, you know, just post every day pre-run um, once or twice a week, uh, then just do all the other opportunities. I think uh, hopefully you guys are are aware, um, of, but you mentioned Slack. And so that is, I mean, I, I think that's the spot. And I think, you know, the other thing you commented is, uh, is true as well, right? Free to lead, we want, um, guys to be able to lead within the, the mission of the group and that that really is to plant grow and serve small workout groups for the invigoration of male community leadership so we we love uh, seeing that and I appreciate you taking the opportunity to uh, lead a site but also just to keep leading um, you know along the way and I, and I think um, you know what I love about you Stella in particular is you're a, you're a simple guy um, but you're still trying to accelerate and I think um, you, you know Kind of like we said before, um, not everything needs to be a, a big deal uh, necessarily, right? Or like a, a huge, some huge mountain we're trying to overcome, or right? It's just putting uh, small things in place. Um, you know, we were reading this book uh, in our Thursday morning study, and and one of the things they talked about was character is is built uh, over time, over doing uh, consistently small things of integrity humility, uh, that sort of stuff over time. Um, and that produces good character. Um, and so I just, I see that in you and appreciate that about you. So um, appreciate your time today. And with that, uh, Pony, you want to lead us in uh, COT or I mean, Namorama? Yeah, I can handle that. I am uh, John Whitworth, 30, Pony Express. Pony Express, nay. Uh, Brandon Flaherty, 35, The Plague. Plague. Jeremy Elliott, 35, Stella. That's what she Stella. said. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Stella. Love it, man. Hey, I appreciate your time today. Um, thanks for sharing your, your story.